say, at one point, my notes just say action with an exclamation point. Every scene seemed action-packed. Great action. Plus the long-foretold uh, blowing up of the sphere. See, I didn't think we'd be blowing up the sphere this fast. I didn't I think it was going to happen this fast. But... A couple more episodes or sure, something. But sure. we had spheres blowing up. We had sword fights. Uh-huh. We had grenade fights. Razies, Starfleet technology, weapon uh, fights. Auto turrets. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, swords, knives. Force fields. People blasting away at force fields. Surfing the mycelial network. And a huge fireball explosion. Badass. This is quite the CGI episode now that I think about it. This must have taken forever to make. All right, so where did all that action begin? So we open with uh, Lorca freeing his former followers, crew. Yeah, giving some kind of speech, as in, I worked all this time for this, and how could you ever not believe that I would come back for you? And really rallying the troops, and wow, they just went right back with him. Uh, Something, something, destiny stuff. Uh, He meets Landry again. She's back. She's back. Yep. He wants to restore the Empire to his former glory, yeah. which I guess means even more xenophobic than they already are, which is hard, hard <laughs> to believe. So he's like the really hardcore evil people, well, the super I was, evil. I was curious what he meant about uh, Giorgio, like, uh, what do you say, starting an insurrection or fomenting insurrection or something like that? Did that mean that he was Emperor at some point? I got a little confused, or but I don't think that. Was he accusing her of, like, assisting the rebels somehow? Oh, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, he was betrayed by Stemets, we learned. I guess, yeah. So maybe Stemets was her guy. That got complicated. Oh, God, this whole episode. (laughs) It was action-packed, but it was actually kind of complicated because a lot of exposition and a lot of explanations were given. Uh, So the next scene right after that is they go to Stemets' lab. And Lorca pulls him out of a holographic hidey hole of some kind. That was super cool. We've that seen, was cool. yeah, we've seen the <laughs> mirror used to show yourself, and it never occurred to me. Obviously, there's lots of games you, you could play. You could use it to hide yourself. <laughs> Do you think like the kids in that universe play with these like crazy holograms, or maybe the parents can't afford the holograms? Uh, they look expensive. Maybe it's a palace ship uh, thing. Well, the Discovery has them, too. So mm-hmm. at least Starfleet, a bonus, a perk. <laughs> you can play mirror, uh, hide-and-seek. And it turned out that this is this is actually evil Stemets. Uh, they didn't swap bodies. Oh, my theory was ruined. I feel bad. But it could have gone both ways. I didn't have a hard theory there. <laughs> well, and that one kind of made sense. I mean, they did the crossfade from uh, good Stemets to evil Stemets waking up. I get it. Yep, so this Stemets betrayed Florka, which I guess uh, set him on his path of... What was the ship called? The we got a flashback. Bahrain? The Bahrain. Bahrain? Is it like the city? <laughs> I don't know. Well, in his backstory, he was running, he was found out by the Empress, yep. running away from her, regrouping, I guess. He was looking for more soldiers and uh-huh. got into a little transporter incident. He did. In an ion field. Uh, which was the, the original method of entering the mirror universe. Yep. As we all know, you need to overload the transporter. Is that it? Yeah, I guess is the, is one the, of the ways. What was it, an ion storm? Was that involved too? No, not in the original one, okay. I don't think. Okay. Well, we now have, what, three ways to enter the mirror universe? We have the mycelial network. Yeah. We, we have, have transporters. Uh-huh. And uh, was it inter- interphasic space? Interphasic space. Yeah, that was the Tholian web. That's how the Defiant got there. Which is not the recommended method. Actually, now that I think about it, we kind of dropped the Defiant story a little bit here. They gave up on that approach to getting home. <laughs> That's true. We oh never God. saw it again. Yeah, that yeah. didn't work. Everyone went insane and murdered each other on it. Yeah, so not not the recommended way of getting to the mirror universe. Uh, transporters really seem to be the best. Worked uh, out for Lorca. And everybody on Deep Space Nine. We still don't know what happened to Prime Lorca, because the original transporter thing was you swapped, but I think in Deep Space Nine you didn't necessarily have to swap. That's true. 
true. And I thought in the the original episode, it was they didn't. Did they swap everybody that did the thing? Yes, everyone okay. was swapped. Okay. Yeah. But in like I said, Deep Space Nine, I'm not sure if that was that held true anymore. Well, I think with Deep Space Nine, it was more intentional. So it was, you know, they weren't like accidentally swapping people through the transporter. It was like they were just trying to get to the other universe. It was the future. They knew what they were doing. Sure. Let's go with that. All right. So Lorca wants to have his insurrection, overthrow the Empress. He's amassing his troops. Uh-huh. We get lots of fun exposition about his backstory. And then mm-hmm. we go to Burnham and Giorgio for some more exposition and discussion. Well, it turns out Giorgio, she appreciates what Michael's done for her uh-huh. and all this knowledge. But she still doesn't really trust her. Uh-huh. And to the brig, not to the torture chamber, not to the agony booth, <laughs> but to the brig, I noted. Right. And then this turned into Star Wars. It flat did. out. Somebody, somebody shoots Somebody shoots out an air Punched vent. a guy in, a du- in the gut, yeah. got his gun, started blasting <laughs> away at everyone she could find. And then does the uh, into the trash compactor thing. It was great. <laughs> they didn't follow through. There was no trash compactor, but uh, that would have been fun. That would have been fun. <laughs> Well, she goes rogue. She's basically off on her own for a good chunk of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, crawling, doing, crawling around the palace ship and, you know. Kind of die hard, but she's not actually trying to attack <laughs> anyone. She's mostly just staying away. Right, and having a little more exposition with Lorca at one point. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lorca is all about the drama. We've From day one, we've known that. I mean, he it's, said that in his intro. He said that the dark scenes make him look more dramatic. <laughs> that's right, yeah. yeah. And he loves it. <laughs> so back on Discovery. The spore drive is operational. Stamets is doing a lot better. He's doing great. Yeah, uh, but they're out of spores. Yeah, the what? The, because the mycelial network is dying, the plants themselves are dying. I guess is what. We yeah, think. yeah, but I guess they still have stored spores. It gets back to that original statement in the early episodes, uh, the benefits of not growing your own. So, supposedly you could get spores from somewhere else. Or I guess something. we never found out what that was about. Um, but we also find out that the the thing on the palace ship, the, the sun or whatever it is, the, the sphere, mm-hmm. is a mycelial generator. I guess kind of like a hydroelectric dam, really. I think Stemets later on said, there's tons of energy in this mycelial network, yeah, if you know what you're doing. Yeah, they're like blocking the flow, which makes me think like a dam or something. And then they have a little discussion that's, that's like a, a very on-the-nose discussion about uh, the environment, basically. Oh, are you saying because the Terrans aren't interested in sustainability? They're, yeah, because they're they're exploiting the resource uh, with no consideration for how it will, I guess, destroy the universe. Only a fool would do that. <laughs> I love that Deep Space Nine episode when the Ferengi go back to old timey Earth, and they're always just making fun of us for the entire oh, episode. That was great. Nineteen sixties. Yeah, like they're using nuclear reactors for power. <laughs> Don't they know that irradiates them? <laughs> <laughs> Something I'm not totally clear about is we're, we're threatened with the, the end of all life everywhere if the mycelial network collapses. It seems I, a bit over-dramatic. I don't, I don't really get that. He might be talking long-term. I mean, without the network, we would all fall apart. Or we could all just combust and explode. Who knows? He, didn't, he wasn't specific on how we would all die. Imagine, imagine every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. So while Michael is die-harding... Around on the <laughs> flagship, she gets a message off to Discovery, spilling the beans about Lorca. Very important information. True. Yeah. Um, they all immediately, I noticed, change back into their old uniforms. The uh, they took the logo off the floor of the bridge too. <laughs> they, I'm I'm kind of curious if by the first shot of Discovery in the next episode they'll have changed the uh, the name on the hull too. Oh, I'm sure it must be changed by now. Absolutely. <laughs> like they sent somebody out to do that first thing. There was a lot of critiquing of Starfleet and integration 
in this episode, and so Starfleet was kind of under attack. Yeah. But they are super punctual. You know there's a duty roster to get that I <laughs> changed to a U. That's true. It went you on know, somebody's... Say what you want. <laughs> work order went out immediately, went on somebody's itinerary. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they come up with a plan to destroy the mycelial power source. We barely got to know it. Yeah. But I guess they have to shoot it with uh, spores. Yeah, somehow injecting it with spores will get it to chain react and explode. At first they were just going to shoot it with torpedoes, but then they found out the torpedoes weren't going to be enough. Right, and then spores are more powerful than torpedoes, I guess. And a lot of this is coming from Tilly. Cadet Tilly. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of faith is going into her, but I guess she's earned it. But then she also has some bad news in that the... Yeah, that they're going to blow up in the explosion, because it's a big explosion. And then the plan is to ride the wave of the the network explosion ride the the wave of mycelial energy into the network this is wild this is very much voyager last episode of how they finally get yeah. home through the yeah. board network <laughs> <laughs> and they and they decide that to not die they can have a warp bubble so they're going to go to warp and spore jump on a wave from an explosion at the same time all on the advice from a cadet yes <laughs> <laughs> No, Stemitz was there, and he's he's in a very good mood, actually. He Apparently, seems. yeah, yeah, um, he's back on the he's back to happy Stemitz. I was curious. I mean, the the reaction to Hugh has to happen at some point, but for right now, he's playing it professional, and mm-hmm. Hugh is just more of a nice whisper in his head. Yes, seems. yes, and yeah. this also conveniently solves the problem that they were going to use the rest of their spores to blow up the thing. If it rains, it pours. Yes. So everything everything comes together very uh, very nicely there on that end. Well, it's a plan with a lot of complications. <laughs> so I was figuring I this is discovery and things go bad. I was ready for this plan to fall all to pieces. I, I didn't realize the plan was to fly into the little sun thing at the same time they shot it. Yeah. <laughs> In a really cool scene. Super cool. <laughs> with the pilot flipping the ship around and it just fitting perfectly within that we got big the, capital um, ship. <laughs> we got the, the GoPro stuck to the hull shot. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go back to the Sharon? Sure. Let's go start back with uh, Giorgio decides to go back on the offensive and she is leading from the front. Michael said not to. Yep. Because turns out Lorca's pretty good at this battle yeah, stuff. Yeah, turns out he had a plan. <laughs> He's a tactician. Mm-hmm. He sacrificed a lot of people, though. He, he yeah. shot in the opening volley, and yeah. basically his whole crew got, or first line got wiped out. I mean, that whole hallway scene was really kind of a, a case study in bad tactics on both sides. Oh, I don't, I, okay, well, I really enjoyed the scene. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know tactically. I'm not in the military. I don't know any of that no, stuff. It was a fun firefight. <laughs> I really enjoyed it because we had a force field. And they're like, oh, they can't get through the force field. Mm-hmm. Or I was like, no, you just shoot it a lot. That's yeah, how you get through yeah. a force field. <laughs> and then auto turrets, but I guess you just shoot those too. Whew. Yeah, that was just a fun scene for me. This felt very Star Wars. I keep comparing <laughs> it to other things, but it's only in praise. I'd, I was just having a blast this entire episode. Yeah, that was a very Star Wars scene, actually. Yeah. I think you have a point. This The whole episode had a, a lot of Star Wars in it. Stargate, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It was just the, basically The flying, good flying into the reactor of the giant ship and blowing it up and then going... That was That's a little Star Wars. <laughs> Michael is... Well, she's sneaking around the ship, gets in touch with uh, Saru. And, and Stamets gives us all some exposition about Lorca. Um, in case we didn't notice, when he punched in the last coordinate at the end of the, like, 3,300 jumps or whatever. Oh, we noticed. There was a screenshot just, in the video Just in case we didn't notice, <laughs> Stamets explains how Lorca did it and that he can do it from his chair. 
Uh, speaking of Stamets, Evil Paul gets it next. At this point, Lorca has made it to the throne room. Uh, Giorgio is MIA. And he's already having a council meeting? <laughs> What's the order of business here? The uh, Stemets fellow? Do we kill. trust him? <laughs> I think the first order of business was kill kill all of the lords and senior officers. <laughs> and then we got what I'm calling Chekhov's trap door. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a super awesome scene where, uh, comparisons, Game of Thrones, he thought it was <laughs> that infinite drop. Yep, uh, Lorca's like, I'm gonna kill you, Stamets. It'll and be opens, poetic. And then opens the trap door to his own creation and then stabs him. Because <laughs> he's not really that into poetry. Oh, that, funny that, lines. Uh, uh, Landry stabs him? Is that it? Or did Lorca do it? I thought they shot him. Oh, they did shoot him, that's right. Using the super awesome, awful, both <laughs> the, words the effect. <laughs> evaporate a person effect? Yeah, we're not yeah. in stun mode on this ship. Nope, I, I don't think they even have that mode in the mirror universe. They have kill and kill harder i guess i'm happy this isn't on broadcast tv so we get this kind of gore <laughs> but i guess I, sh- I shouldn't be happy about gore but i was kind of excited for it mm-hmm. you know what we actually got um that, that we really never got in older star trek is they vaporized like 10 people in a row which you know in old star trek if somebody got vaporized that was like that was like the effect of that half of the episode yeah and it was a huge it was a pivotal moment oh, yeah. because oh my god you vaporized like, someone that doesn't happen yeah and then here they just pop off you know like a dozen people in a row and that's like man that's mm. coup d'etats i guess they're bloody <laughs> especially in the mirror universe back to uh michael skulking around the ship uh Lurka sends out kind of a general broadcast to her and she replies through a hallway screen it seemed like a sincere speech like he wants her to join him in this universe because she's yeah. awesome join join me in together we'll rule the universe yeah except it turns out he was lying the whole time because he had someone tracking <laughs> her down throughout the whole thing where he said i promise i'm not going to come after you so well he's just he's such a player like I, I believe there's a part of him that wants her there yeah but the drama is all for drama's he's, sake he's all about the drama and the destiny. <laughs> uh, so next, Michael goes off and finds uh, Giorgio. <laughs> because she's in the Which, room. Where, <laughs> where is she? I didn't catch where that was. I believe this is the room when it was revealed that they uh, their eyes don't work well. Oh, like the dining room or whatever? It's her sanctuary. Her sanctuary. What she called it, whatever that I'll means. I'll never find her in her office. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, they couldn't. Lorca, you're not that great. No. Um, so they talk some more about destiny, and Michael has a plan. And the plan is the same plan as when she came aboard, but using Giorgio <laughs> as the fake prisoner instead of Lorca. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. <laughs> but she's augmented the plan because instead of being or playing into those roles, mm-hmm. they're just going to kick some butt. Uh, the plan is apparently to just go in and fake it and then punch some dudes. Yeah. There was some great dialogue, a lot of like interesting backstories and such, but that's what the plan boiled down to. Uh-huh. I mean, there was talking, but it, it was, yeah, Michael punches a guy and then they, they must, action. They must have had a conversation where Giorgio said, oh, by the way, I'm a kick-ass fighter and I can basically <laughs> kill everyone in that room, just stay behind me. Because right. that's what happened. She went into full warrior destructor mode. Yeah, apparently she has good close-quarters combat skills, uh, better than the Prime Universe Giorgio did. Klingons are tough. That's true. Uh, Mirror Universe foot soldiers are apparently not very tough. Pretty good combat. I was trying to watch, like, every fight, which was really hard. It was a good, um, yeah, like a multiple combatant fight. It was, like, um, almost Uh Marvel-style choreography. Long shots where you could actually watch all the action. Uh, Yeah, fun mix of weapons. Um, 
and Chekhov's trapdoor oh, makes an finally, appearance. Finally. <laughs> so Michael beats Lorca in the end? Was that yeah, it? Yeah, and then she's gonna, in, in typical um, Michael fashion, she's gonna arrest him? I guess. <laughs> I thought she would at least stun him. I thought she was going to flip the setting and yeah, shoot him. that would make sense. But no, he got a giant sword through the back. Yep. And I guess through the heart, because yep. he went down fast. And then through the trapdoor he goes. <laughs> so here, I have a theory now. Okay. So in the show, he kind of vaporizes into uh-huh. a blue mist, a mycelial mist. Sure. Do you think he integrated himself into the network mm. and got lost into the network? Or do you think he's actually dead? So, like, he might come back. Exactly. I could see that. Okay. I could see that. It's not, not, not totally implausible. No? Okay. Great. That's my, <laughs> that's my new theory. That's, that's the theory? Okay. Lorca lives. Uh, I kept hoping they would bring back, like, Lorca Prime, but I think he's probably just dead. Yeah, we really have no idea what he's doing. Yeah. He might be back, too. We can have the Lorcas meet. <laughs> <laughs> final battle. <laughs> Speaking of final battles, the Discovery is yes. going all around, doing some great laps. That's right. <laughs> to to match the uh, hand-to-hand combat going inside, we have a space battle going on outside. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I think the opening throne room battle somewhat began with the Discovery flying overhead and uh-huh. shooting a phaser straight through the roof of the throne room. That, that was super cool. They really should have put the shields up. I don't know what they were thinking, Yep. but that was great. Just did a strafing <laughs> run. It acted like a little starfighter, even mm-hmm. though it's a giant ship. <laughs> that was a great, great way to kind of tie it all together there. And they fly right into the middle of things and fire torpedoes at it and beam Michael out. Plan work to a T. Totally. Apparently nobody has any shields. <laughs> <laughs> well, Michael had to disable those one shields. That's Something true. That was protecting the Special core. shields. Yeah. Yeah. And I couldn't believe uh, Empress Giorgio had decided that, well, Michael, you can get away, but well, it, I'm going to make my last stand. I mean, this is kind of a question from the last episode, is she's kind of presented as, you know, she's the emperor, but she's still an honorable person. Emperor and, of a very evil empire. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it turns out she is fairly honorable to the end. She's going to make a last stand while Michael gets away. I mean, she's in kind of a self-protection mode here. I mean, sure. we really don't know her politics. <laughs> we should really get her into a TED Talk or something. I guess we're going to find out about her politics next week. <laughs> That's true. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> Michael grabs her at the last second, and they get transported out together, and that's interesting. Yeah, good move, Michael. Yeah. She promised she was going to save her, and she uh, kept through with her promise. I guess so, yeah. She did not end up getting Giorgio killed twice. So the Discovery has to wait for the shield thing to be knocked out, start shooting the core, fly Uh through the core for, I don't know, keeping the trajectory balanced, shoot it some more, wait for it to explode, go to warp, I'm sorry, beam Michael aboard, then go to warp, ride the network until they charge up their drives enough (laughs) so that Stamets can begin navigating the difficult task of hopping universes. Right, so they warp away from the explosion. I did it. As the explosion is about to catch them because it's moving faster than light. Uh, and the warp engine's acting like a buffer. I got all that Trekno babble. Yes. And then they <laughs> jump away into the network. Now it's all up to Stemitz. He is lost in the forest, as uh-huh. they say. Steering through the stuff. He said in his dreams that he had an infinite number of paths, but it looked like a finite number. Just a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I kind of wonder where all those effects were when they were jumping to the mirror universe. See, I figure, like, their normal, like, space jumps have to be just, like, a brief moment in yeah, the Mycelium Network. maybe that's Whereas it. this time, he's actually trying to find a specific different universe. And time. 
and time, it turns <laughs> out. But we did learn that we live in the red universe. He had to find the red one. Ah, okay. <laughs> Blue universe is evil. Got it. <laughs> I thought the visualization was good. That's all. It was fun. It was fun. So they get yeah. back, and there's a great moment. Surprise! Where, where Stamets says, okay, we're in the right place, but... What? Well, well, double check because even he knows yeah. like this is a weird trip. <laughs> let's uh, let's double check everything. Uh, but they overshot the time. Yeah, and I, I think I was excited to hear by how much. You were excited by the amount, or I, you were in anticipation? In anticipation. Oh, okay. If it had been if it had been like you know a thousand years, that would totally set up the next. It could have season. been like that Enterprise episode where the cliffhanger ends with them going back to World War II <laughs> after they, <laughs> after the Zindi thing. <laughs> Does Discovery really need a World War II episode? Oh, they are kind of a classic thing, aren't they? I think so. I uh, think every, I think every, everyone's... Uh, we feel a little too <laughs> grounded in Discovery to do a time travel one. Maybe season three or four. That's true. Well, actually, we did time hopping already, so maybe they would do it. It's a little it's time possible. hop, though. Yeah. It's like a, it's a, a time hop that the plot can absorb. I like it when they time hop into the present day. Like yeah. our time, two thousand seven, eighteen. Yeah. Whatever. I always like seeing. I always like seeing what the present day is in that particular episode. Yes. <laughs> it's a little snapshot of history because uh-huh. Star Trek lives on forever. Uh, like Voyager has that great one in the nineties where everybody's got like the big suits and stuff. Oh, and... it's my favorite episode when they're on the beach mm-hmm. and the, oh, I think it's actually Venice Beach. But itself. also because it's TV, it's always like it's not quite riding the the cresting wave of pop culture. It's like a few years old. <laughs> Well, it's whatever they have the extra set dressings for. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but that's not the only problem. Turns out Starfleet is not responding to their hails because yep. the Klingons have won the war in these nine months. I guess that's a reason to not answer hails? Or mostly won the war. I thought it was going to be like a first contact thing where I guess, you know, where like the Borg have taken over Earth or something. I guess it would mean like all of their comm stations have been compromised at this point. Maybe. So they're, like they're using all... courier. <laughs> But apparently, the whatever is happening in the war, which we don't get much information, but we had a map. We yeah. had a very nondescript map. Yeah, I was looking for Earth on it. I couldn't find yeah, it. it. It shows Klingon territory getting bigger, yeah. and that's about it. Yeah. Things are looking bad. Yeah. That's all we know. Yes. Uh, and that's where they leave us. So as a kind of mini-season finale, I was captivated by all the action. I'm surprised nothing went wrong in the plan. I think that's my only critique, but I'm so happy nothing did because I just had so much fun watching the plan execute. I mean, every part of the plan, like you said, was it was so Star Wars in its uh, action-oriented improbability. <laughs> hey, we know Giorgio's back, and I'm just happy about that. That's she's true. She's been killing it. That's true. That's going to be fun. And she's not happy with Michael, so more drama. <laughs> <laughs>